Hello, and welcome to Tag One Team Talks, the vlog and podcast of Tag One Consulting. We're commemorating the 20th anniversary of Drupal with an interview series featuring community leaders talking about their Drupal experience. I'm Michael Myers, the Managing Director at Tag One. We're the number two all-time contributor to Drupal, and we build large-scale internet applications for Fortune 500s and organizations in every sector with Drupal, as well as many other technologies. We're also one of the official providers of Drupal 7 extended support and can help you continue to run and build on Drupal 7 after it reaches end of life next year. I'm joined today by Robert Douglas. Robert is the author and uh, technical editor of several books, including one of the first ever books on Drupal, Building Online Communities with Drupal WordPress and PHBB, which is published in 2006. He's contributed to over 50 modules. He's a really well-known community organizer who helped create the Drupal Association and has organized many community events. He's also worked with most of the top names in Drupal. He's been one of the earliest employees at Acquia, Director of Products at Commerce Guys, a VP at Platform SH. I'm really excited to dig into that. Uh, but this interview is also uh, really meaningful to me personally because Robert is the first person that I ever worked with in the Drupal community uh, back in 2004, uh, 17 years ago. Uh, Robert helped me. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, I, I just wanted to do, you know, a, a personal thank you. I hope I've said this many times before, but, you know, you helped me launch my startup, uh, you know, which led to us raising, uh, you know, over $10 million and, you know, the first uh, ever venture back Drupal based company, which went on to become, you know, uh, the first top 100 website to run on Drupal. You introduced me to so many amazing people who helped make that happen. Uh, Alan Evans, you know, a, a dear friend who I love to this day. Uh, same thing with uh, Charlie Nageshi, uh, CHX, you know, one of the most prolific contributors to Drupal. Um, you, you're a key reason, you know, that I'm here today and, and, and what's happened in my career uh, and so, you know, from the bottom of my heart, you know, I, I can't thank you enough for introducing, you know, and helping me get started with my Drupal journey. Uh, and I'm, I really appreciate you uh, joining me today to talk about your Drupal journey. Wow. Thank you, Mike. That's, it's always been a pleasure working with you, too. And that was a wonderful introduction. <laughs> So you've been a member of the Drupal community uh, for 18 years, I, I think, uh, since the, the D4 days uh, back in 2003. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I, I was wondering, how did you first discover and get involved in using Drupal? Well, I had been laid off from my first ever tech job because the market had uh, collapsed uh, in around 2003 or four. Not even sure. Uh, and I wanted to recreate some of the things that I saw in that software so that I could build a CMS for musicians, which was an utterly stupid idea I learned later. But uh, I was looking and I asked uh, a really smart person, hey, what should I use? And they named several pieces of software and Drupal was the first one that I looked at. And I didn't look any further. So <laughs> it was really uh, quite interesting because I saw the potential in Drupal to become as powerful as the system that I had learned on my job, which was proprietary and really cool. Uh, and to an extent, you know, Drupal fulfilled that promise uh, of reaching those powers. Wow. 
there are uh, so many ways to contribute to Drupal, uh, you know, code, documentation, writing books, organizing events. And as I mentioned, you've done all of them, <laughs> uh, which, which is amazing and rare. You know, a lot of people specialize in one and, and, and you've contributed so much. Do you remember your first ever contribution to Drupal and, and what motivated you to do that? Actually, I don't. So prior to the, uh, the meeting in Antwerp, the first DrupalCon that Dries organized, uh, prior to that, I'm sure that I commented on issues uh, in you know, the issue queue or the forums on Drupal.org, but discounting that my first real contribution was in fact then the book, uh, which, which grew out of my very first meeting with Dries in Antwerp. We were walking down the sidewalk from the venue to where we wanted to eat food, uh, which is coincidentally where I met CHX for the first time, like 20 minutes after this very uh, conversation that I'm describing. And I said, hey, Dries, nice to meet you. I'm Robert. I drove over from Germany. Uh, somebody should write a book about this. And he said, yeah, do you want to? And I said, sure. And like, a week later, uh, an editor was uh, <laughs> talking to me from A-Press uh, that Dries had referred uh, in my direction because people were asking him, you know, who's going to write these books? Uh, and he just referred that to me. And that's how the book came about. And I would say that was, you know, my first significant contribution right there. And I, I should have mentioned that you were one of the few attendees. There was like 15 people or so to the first ever DrupalCon, um, you know. Which was... Alan Evans was there and Chicks were, was there as well. So, and Moshe Weitzman was there. and uh, So many people who are still involved with Drupal in some way are, were there. And that was, you know, the original gangster meetup. <laughs> it, was, it was fairly amazing looking back on it from those, you know, 30 people actually, or something like that. We had to book another room. Uh, uh, you know, how that developed from, from that core and how very few people who showed up to that meeting dropped out of the community quickly um, before at least making some amazing contribution. You know, John Van Dyke, you know, CCK and uh, Fields uh, and Core and all of that. Uh, there, there were some really, really heavy hitters in terms of what shaped Drupal um, right there. Yeah, you've been a part of so many, I mean, amazing moments in, in Drupal history. Uh, among them, uh, you know, speaking of Dries, you joined Acquia shortly after it was founded, which, you know, Dries created, and as I'm sure almost everybody knows. Um, it's gone on to become a multi-billion dollar company, which is uh, insane in its own right. What was it like to be one of the first employees at, at Acquia and, and to get that off the ground? That was really amazing. And I'm very grateful to this day for that opportunity, especially because the timing for me um, was uh, quite incredible. I had worked at Lullabot prior to that, which was also an amazing experience, um, but it didn't work out well. Uh, I was their remotest remote employee and I was struggling uh, getting uh, the solar module out the door and you know they didn't feel it was a good fit for reasons and they actually let me go. So, uh, and it's, it's funny, Jeff Robbins, if you're watching this, I love you, man. He fired me. He's the one who called me and fired me. And he said, you know, it's not working out, you're fired. And Jeff now consults on um, remote teams. 
<laughs> I told him he should get me on his podcast because I could be the first remote person he ever fired. But um, he didn't do that. But I told Reese that day that, you know, I had just gotten, you know, fired from Lullabot. You know, you should be the first to know, Reese. This horrible, terrible thing just happened to me. And, you know, I'm kind of like at loose ends. And he said, oh, well, apply for Acquia. And I did. So it was not only a great uh, moment in terms of uh, being able to be part of an incredible team with lots of excitement and help set the direction for what that company eventually became. But it also came to me personally at what could have been a very bad moment, but then turned out to be barely a blip. <laughs> I, I love that you share that because I, I think it's really important for people to know that, you know, you, you think about like the career ladder and, and all of the success that you and, and every, you know, that you see these amazingly successful people and you think that the career ladder is this like straight up path. And the reality is you know, everybody has moments where we go down and up again and down and up again. And so, you know, for the folks listening, you know, if you were to look at, you know, Robert today, <laughs> you know, you, you know, everyone, I think, would just imagine that it was this skyrocketed success. And I think few people are willing to share those moments. Uh, and that, that's also a really great story. <laughs> um, so uh, after Acquia, you, I believe, uh, went to work with product, uh, uh, commerce guys as the director of products. Um, you yes. know, again, talk about, you know, uh, being part of key moments in Drupal history, you know, they're largely responsible for creating the foundation of Drupal's e-commerce capabilities, uh, Drupal's success in the e-commerce world, which has been instrumental in its growth. Um, what was it like to, to be part of that, you know, especially as the director of product, you know, and, 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 and having a, a key influence on that? Well, I think it's interesting if, if, if you'll allow me to actually tell that story from the beginning. So Commerce Guys was founded by uh, a guy named Mike O'Connor, uh, who lives in Jackson, Michigan. Um, the very astute observers will note that I was born and raised in Jackson, Michigan. And Mike is what I call my not my brother-in-law. He, he married my uh, uh, brother's ex-wife. So, you know, my brother got divorced. <laughs> she met a new guy and that happened to be Mike. Now in an unusual turn of events, Mike and his new wife, my former sister-in-law and their niece moved in with my parents while my brother, the divorcer in this case, refurbished their house so they could move into it because we're like that. We're really cool, you know? This <laughs> is like with no tension there whatsoever. So while Mike was living in my parents' house, he actually found the book, Building Online Communities, uh, on a shelf, unread. My parents hadn't made it past the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> and he said to my parents, you know, this, this guy that I haven't even met yet in your family wrote this book that I'm really interested in. I'm reading it, you know, and we eventually met, of course, because he was living in my parents' house and we started, you know, doing Drupal talk. And uh, we, we eventually got banished from the kitchen because like permanently, we couldn't talk about shop in the kitchen. My mother would go crazy. She'd like, leave <laughs> now. <laughs> so Mike founded a company, uh, LED Christmas lights, something, and then moved on and then founded Commerce Guys. And I was his first advisor at that point. And at one point I helped him hire Ryan Srama. Mm -hmm. And 
At another point, I helped him uh, evaluate an offer that he had gotten from a company called AF83 uh, in Paris to buy his company. I advised him not to take the offer, <laughs> which led to him getting a higher price. <laughs> so he bargained and said, yeah, no, it's got to be a better deal. And he eventually sold the company and the brand name to a split off from AF83, which became then Commerce Guys SARL, which is uh, the company that I then worked for in 2012. And at that point, when they acquired Mike's company, he became the United States CEO or the North American CEO, while Fred Play uh, was the French CEO. I came on as an investor and a technical advisor for the company at that point, and became a shareholder and started regularly coming to Paris to be on the technical advisory board uh, for the company. Uh, and that lasted, I don't know, two or three years. Uh, until 2012, at which point they said, hey, there's this really Robert-shaped opening on our you know, lineup. We've just secured some funding. Do you want to join now? And I said, yes. And that's when I came onto Commerce Guys as a, a product owner for the three key products that they wanted to develop. I, uh, the connections, I mean, that's an amazing story. <laughs> uh, serendipity connections. Uh, but, but that's also, you know, amazingly the way that, that careers develop and form. Uh, you, you mentioned Fred. Fred went on, you know, to become the CEO of Platform SH, uh, which is, you know, where you are today is, is you know, that's the connection I assume that, that transitioned you into Platform. Well, I mean, that, that was kind of an organic transition because Commerce Guys, which was, you know, uh, founded by, um, you know, after Mike O'Connor founded it, then it was <laughs> founded again in France by Fred Play, Damien Corneau, and Ori Peckelman. Mm -hmm. And um, the three products that I came on to be the product owner for were the uh, Commerce Kickstart distribution, which then quickly became the most popular distribution on Drupal ever, I think, still. Um, the commerce marketplace, which was partnerships with like PayPal and um, other payment and marketing and email tools that accelerate Drupal commerce. And uh, a hosting platform that was meant to be the best hosting platform for Drupal commerce that could possibly be built. <laughs> so at some point we had a hosting platform which was the very best hosting platform that could possibly be built for Drupal commerce. And we were like, Hmm, let's just run with that instead. So we divested the Drupal Commerce uh, into a Commerce Guys USA that Ryan Srama still runs now rebranded as Centaro. And Fred Play was then the, um, the CEO of the rebranded uh, Commerce Guys, which rebranded as Platform Sage. So, I mean, we kept the same uh, incorporation documents and shareholder agreement and everything. So it was continuity. And I and I I could have you know gone in either direction at that point, but I was really interested in the platform uh, as a service aspect. Yeah, and it's it's become uh, such an amazing company. Talk about another startup with you know uh, such growth and success. Um, you know, platform you know has gone on to you know from its early days with Drupal and Drupal Commerce. You guys support so many technologies now. It's a really robust platform, um, but you're still one of the biggest supporters of Drupal. Uh, and I was curious, you know, um, we want to get more businesses to support Drupal. Um, why is that, you know, platform is such a big supporter of Drupal and, and, and what do you see as the benefit to the organization? 
Well, we still run uh, a very major uh, Drupal commerce website, which is our billing system for Platform SH. So all of those Platform SH plans and everything are still run uh, through Drupal Commerce. So we have quite a significant Drupal team. Um, mm -hmm. And we also have quite a significant customer base who run Drupal. So it, it's, it's just really in uh, everybody's best interest that we support Drupal, that we, you know, we're, we try to be at a, you know, all the major conferences. Um, we try to engage with the community and with the association uh, in the best ways that we can. And honestly, uh, coming off the leadership meeting that we had a couple weeks ago for Platform SH and looking at our direction and all of that, uh, we actually feel like we've been doing too little and we'd like to step it up a little bit more. You know, maybe we've wandered from our roots a little bit too far. So uh, we, we feel that it's the type of community that you only get as much out of as you put into, right? So we want to put more in and be better citizens. You guys do so much and I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that, that you plan to do even more. Um, you know, personally, you know, through your own time, you've made so many contributions to Drupal, the books, the, you know, the code, you know, the, the DA, everything I talked about. Professionally, you've been part of so many amazing companies that have, you know, been critical to, to what Drupal has become. What are you most proud of? I should have read your questions in advance and I would have a good answer right off <laughs> because there are so many things. If, you know, uh, I, I really, I think that I have to say that um, if you take, first of all, all the people that I was able to pull directly into Drupal in some way, and then all the people that I was able to uh, indirectly do that by like hiring them while at Acquia and at Platform SH, I would say that's my largest contribution because um, I was never the smartest guy in the room, but I was the one who saw where things could go if only you know the smart people would put their minds on it. So I, I, I corralled a lot of smart people. So you mentioned Alan Evans, um, you know, and I, you know, I'm sitting 200 meters away from a Starbucks in Cologne, Germany, where Alan and I met when he revealed to me that he wanted to leave the world of classical music and oboe playing and get into PHP development, much like I had done. And he had watched me as a model. And I said, I think I can help you with that. Here are a couple uh, Drupal module uh, gigs that need to be done and a little money behind it. So go do these and you know see how it works out. And then Alan ended up working for Now Public shortly after that, and then Acquia after that, where he still is. And Jeffrey McGuire, Jam, a lot of people watching will remember him from the days that he used to walk around at conferences with balloons tied to his belt to all of the Drupal pre-notes that we did where we'd dress up in silly costumes and sing songs to uh, invigorate the, the audience prior to Dries' keynote, which was why it was called the pre-note. So bringing people like that uh, into uh, the fold um, has been really essential. But if I were to name one person who then went on and really absolutely just made immeasurable contributions to Drupal. It was Angie Byron, WebChick. And, uh, you know, Angie might have eventually come into the Drupal fold with, without my involvement, but uh, I'm, I'm really 
proud of the fact that when the the first Google Summer of Code ever was announced, that I jumped uh, in and ste stepped up to organize the Drupal involvement with that. And I was the final uh, judge, so to speak, of all the applicants we got. And we got a lot of applicants. Like, I don't remember, for 20 spots, we had hundreds of applicants. And um, the the... In the final ranking, Angie's uh, application was the 21st. And, and, and number 20 was actually somebody uh, in the ranking was somebody who might have been an awesome Drupal contributor, but we'll never know. <laughs> because, because that was for my project. Uh, they, they were going to work on my quiz module that I was uh, very passionate about. And Angie and this other person had both applied to work on that module. So I felt at liberty to just flip them because I kind of wanted to work with Angie after reading her material. And she did, and I was her mentor for that project. And she hit the ground running and never looked back. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. I mean, without Angie Byron, Drupal would not be the Drupal it is that we know today. No doubt. That's, that's an amazing story. I, I had no idea your connection to Angie. Uh, I'm interviewing her uh, in a week or two, and I'm looking forward to that. Cause like you said, you know, uh, there is no, you know, Drupal without Angie. She's had such an yeah. impact. Um, and I, I love your answer. I, um, Dries, I, I forget where or when Dries said it, but it's one of the things that has stuck with me the most um, and he said something to the, like someone asked him, like, what is he, you know, most proud of with Drupal? And he said, you know, the impact that it's had on people's lives and careers and the fact that so many people have gone on to, you know, be successful and make a lot of money and, you know, build and raise families and, and just the Brees, if you're watching this. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, much love. Uh, he's, I think, has impacted us all as such a humble, you know, and, and brilliant guy. And, and uh, Dribble, there's no way Dribble would ever be what it is, you know, forget about the code, but, you know, his approach to fostering and growing the community and, you know, the way that he approached you with the book. Like, he has this really great way about himself. Well, why don't you do that? <laughs> um, you know, there's no doubt that, you know, uh, he is you know, what, what fostered Drupal, but it's people like yourself that had an impact on my career. Uh, so I, I love that answer because, you know, it is what, like I said, at the start of this, you know, helped me get going and um, it's amazing. You know, it, it really, uh, it's really great to see that and it must be fulfilling, uh, really fulfilling, um, you know, given the unbelievable impact you've had, you know, uh, with all of these amazing people. That's, that's crazy. Thank you. So favorite Drupal memory or experience? And again, I'm sure this is hard to pull out. You know, we've had so many, so much fun at conferences and events. You've been part of all of these, you know, uh, amazing companies. You know, uh, is there, you know, uh, something that really stands out, you know, looking back where, where you're like, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mention two things. So I'm, I'm very, very uh, uh, proud and thrilled that, um, the idea that I got for what we could do with the Drupal pre-note actually turned into something for quite a long time that we had a good run. They don't do it anymore. But, um, and, and, and I stopped doing them myself personally sometime before they 
stopped altogether. But the pre-note was always meant to welcome new community members to DrupalCon and be the first experience that they had and show that software didn't have to be boring and that we weren't just like technical lectures being projected on slides, but we were real people. So we did a, a whole number of things. Like we had a, a Drupal superheroes where we uh, got Dries up on stage and we wrapped him in a million issues, only they were tissues. He was wrapped up in the tissue queue and we couldn't release Drupal 8 because Dries couldn't do the git commit to release Drupal 8 because he was wrapped up in the tissue queue. And we had to reduce the tissue queue for him to be able to commit. And, you know, we had superheroes come up and try to, you know, Lord Overengineering had done that to him. And we had superheroes come up and try and free him. And, and, and then eventually the only thing that could finally release Drupal 8 was teaching everybody in the audience how to use Git together, which we did by teaching them the giddy pokey, you know, you push your code and you push your, pull your code out, you push your code and you merge it all about something like that. So we, we had a lot of fun with these, you know, um, we, we, we did a, a Disney themed operetta basically in Los Angeles and a game show and in Portland. And we had, we, we did Charles Dickens, a Christmas Carol only, you know, uh, Drupal con, past, present, and future were the ghosts uh, <laughs> in London and, and on and on and on. We had so many cool ideas and sang songs and dressed up in silly costumes. And I'm really proud of that. And I thank you to all the people who participated in those and made those really fun and to, who showed up early in the morning to watch them. The, the other thing is that I would like to, I would like to tell you a story, which um, I, I just don't want to risk that this story gets lost in, you know, the, the annals of time when people look back at Drupal. Uh, back in the early days, Dries and I used to talk on Skype a lot, like chat, okay? Like literally Skype, <laughs> if you can believe that. Um, <laughs> not even IRC. We did that too, but like personally it was Skype. And one morning uh, before Drupal was famous, before it had made its mark, okay? before it was a, a, a certain thing that it would become a big deal. Uh, he, I, I woke up and Dries had pinged me, look what launched last night. It was something like developers.yahoo.com. He said, this is a, a, a Drupal site built and launched and run by Yahoo. I was like, wow, that's big. That's clearly the most famous company that's ever launched a Drupal site. And as I, and I was, I was going to write a blog post about it. So I started preparing my blog post. And as I was doing that, I was poking around at the site and all of a sudden, I don't know what I clicked, but I ended up on the user one account page, authenticated. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, pause on the blog post. What can I do here? Can I install modules? Ooh, yes. Can I change the password on this account? Ooh, yes. Can I see every other account on this system? Am I really the super user on a Drupal site launched by Yahoo? Yes, I am. So I said, okay, this is gonna hit, the shit's gonna hit the fan really quickly with this one. So what did I do? I'm in Germany. It's 2 a.m. in California where Yahoo is. I look them up, I try and get their phone number. There's one phone number published for Yahoo globally. And it's like, if you're having trouble finding what you're looking for with your search results, try this type of support for, you know, customer searching. So, and, 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 you know, nobody answered that phone anyway. So what did I, I, I find the, um, the daughter company for Yahoo in London, they're awake, I'll call them. So I called them and I actually got a human. I was like, 
You guys have got to reach out to the people in America and wake them up right now because they just launched a site that is going to get hacked really fast. And they were like, let me put you on hold for a second. <laughs> Crickets. Okay. Big listing. I tried the next person. <laughs> Same spiel. And by the time the fourth person answered the phone, I could hear them communicating with each other in the office. It's that crazy guy again. <laughs> so different approach was needed. So I did the only thing that a rational human being could possibly do in such a situation. I called the police wow. in Sunnyvale <laughs> at three in the morning. <laughs> and I said, listen, there is a security breach at Yahoo. Oh, yes, sir. What's going on? What do you see? It's not what I see. It's a digital security breach. I need you to drive over to the night watchman at Yahoo campus and tell him to call Rasmus Lerdorf. Now, for those of you who don't know Rasmus Lerdorf, he worked for Yahoo at the time. He's the creator of PHP. <laughs> He's the only person I knew at Yahoo. <laughs> so, in fact, the police drove over, told the night watchman to call Rasmus Laredorf, and they did. And Rasmus woke up at three in the morning and found the person responsible for the site and told them to fix it. And they reached out to me still before 4 a.m. And we talked about it and they did something and they fixed it and nothing bad happened. And they said they were going to send a t-shirt and they never did. Yahoo, I still want my t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is insane. I don't know how I've never heard that story. That's crazy. Well, well you're giving me the platform to tell the story. So that's good. Uh, and they went on to do the uh, Sunnyvale CMS conference, I think, um, which is where, where Jay Batson met Drew, Dries. And exactly. I met Jay Batson as well. So that was the beginning of Acquia forming. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and the pre-notes, I, I have to say, uh, the embodiment of the community, you know, they were so much fun, so creative. I mean, you guys did an amazing job. I mean, they, they were like, I mean, you could just hear you tell the story. You know, it was that, you know, what you guys came up with was just brilliant and they were so much fun. And, and it, for me, like I said, it was the embodiment of the Drupal community. You know, that's what makes Drupal special is the people, their passion, what they put into it. And I love the fact that you could come to this conference and you could see that, not just experience it online, but you could literally see how much fun and how much passion people put into it and, and how much they wanted you to be a part of it. Uh, and so- it Yeah, was and I think that was important then for people, especially if they were checking Drupal out to really see that it's a person, people-oriented project and not just about code. Yeah. I, you know, DrupalCon initially, like in the early days was, you know, where a lot of Drupal happened and, and, and major decisions was made. And, you know, in later years, it's become, you know, this giant commercial conference that's all about, you know, like promoting your wares. Uh, and, I, and I always put it in the back of my mind was that like one of the reasons that there isn't a pre-note anymore, you know, like Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, all these like major companies come, they're like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like, you know, like, what, what, like, you know, like, would they appreciate it the same way that we did? Or, or was there another reason that, you know, uh, that they're not there anymore? It was just, you know, it took so much effort and passion to do it that. 
I don't know, but they every company that you just mentioned should appreciate those because I sold Drupal to them. <laughs> I was I was on the initial initial sales calls for like all of those engagements. So <laughs> they they better not complain about the prenote. <laughs> I I hope not. Uh, but yeah, I always wondered about that because they were they were a really special part of DrupalCon and again, you know, uh, the community. So uh, we we've talked about so many amazing things about Drupal. Um, what is your least favorite thing about uh, Drupal? Hmm. That's hard. And I mean, to be quite honest, I believe that um, Dries has an opportunity to get, delegate even a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And it's a sensitive topic, but I, I think that as, uh, you know, standing from a distance, I see the triumvirate of being the, uh, the head of Acquia, the head of the association, and the head of the code project all at the same time is a very hard role to play. And he does an amazing job. And I don't want to be uh, overtly, overly critical of Dries because I really appreciate him. But um, I, 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 see, I see two out of three of those roles actually as being stronger for Drupal than all three at once. Yeah. No, I, I would I would agree. I mean, he's sacrificed and done so much for Drupal. I think the yep. you know uh, you know anyone probably would would struggle to do one of those jobs. Uh, the fact that he's been able to do all three for for so long is you know is is unbelievable. And you know, scaling Drupal is a lot about you know delegation. And um, you know, I, I think that everyone would benefit from from making that happen. You know, and I think he would agree with you. You know, I you know so. I think that's a really fair point. Um, what do you think the biggest threat to Drupal is right now? That's interesting. Um, and I'm not sure I'd even frame it uh, in a threat. Like, you know, if you want to do a SWOT analysis, you know, where threat is one of the quadrants, then, um, I would say the opportunities would be more interesting to focus on. And the opportunities have shifted a little bit. Um, monolithic programs, uh, Web2 programs in general are less interesting. They're not irrelevant. They're just less interesting today than they used to be. Um, a lot of work is being done on decentralization. A lot of work is being uh, done to put things out to the edge, computing at the edge. Uh, is is bigger and bigger. And a lot of uh, work has been done to make things composable and modular in a way that, uh, you know, is always part of Drupal to have modules and you compose your Drupal site out of modules, but now people compose their larger applications out of many, many other things. Um, and uh, I think that the you know, the best thing Drupal did recently was to focus on headless and actually secure a seat at the table uh, to be uh, in the headless zone, you know, head, headless player uh, arena. Uh, it's now competing against a lot of headless native systems, whether they're CMS systems or uh, e-commerce systems. Uh, but at least Drupal is there and it's functional in its space. And uh, a lot of you know, Drupal sites that would otherwise migrate onto completely different stacks are able to not migrate off Drupal, just replace their front end. 
uh, and get some of the benefits of you know Jamstack that's come along in that way. Uh, and, 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 and maybe like make the integration point for Drupal more defined, right? Like Drupal doesn't do everything. It's not your entire internet presence anymore. It's, but it's one thing. So I, I think that Drupal has a very long life ahead of it and that it was very smart to focus, uh, on the headless aspect, even though there was a lot of criticism, uh, of that decision, especially in, in years one, two, and three, uh, after you know, the direction was set, but it was quite forward looking uh, in the end. Um, I, I can tell you that what I see on the market from, you know, I, my perch on platform SH is that we talk to headless this, that, and the other all the time, like headless CMS, headless product management, headless uh, CRM, headless e-commerce, headless everything. Uh, every, every, everybody wants their uh, front end experience to, you know, be reduced to a, a view component or a react component. They don't want to be bound uh, on the presentation layer on the user interface layer to any backend system whatsoever. So Drupal made a very big strategic bet on that and it was smart. Um, so the opportunity still exists there, but what we consider to be interesting on the internet is growing in many ways that Drupal can't follow. You know, I mentioned decentralization and, 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 and for people who care about that, Drupal's just never going to be an answer. So um, the, the entire playing field is getting bigger and the, the portion that Drupal occupies might also be getting bigger, but not as fast as everything else. So like it's overall relevance uh, overall is, is bound to just, you know, become more focused. Wow. You have had an impact on, on so many people and engaged so many people in Drupal. Uh, thinking back to the earliest days, because I know that it, it is going to be hard to name, you know, even just a few people. Uh, but thinking back to the earliest days when you first got involved, you know, is there, you know, uh, a person or, or, you know, one or two people that you would want to thank for, for getting you started on your Drupal journey? Well, that has to be Dries. And I know we've come back to this guy over and over and over again. Um, and, and, and lots of people were helpful, but uh, Dries in particular was there for me personally at many critical uh, junctures in my career. And even recently has reached out to congratulate me on becoming a father and has discussed, you know, companies that we're looking at together and stuff with me recently. Uh, and that is very meaningful that it's, you know, a, a very current relationship that stretches all the way back. Um, I will, though, uh, mention one very uh, wonderful memory that I have. Um, I think it was in Vancouver. Uh, apropos Vancouver, you know, we, we recently in Drupal 8, I think, removed the van code functions, um, which were for uh, creating materialized views for ordering comments in Drupal. And it was called van code because it was conceived of and written at, in Vancouver at the conference there. So your point about, you know, DrupalCons being the place where a lot of Drupal happened is really true. Um, I always loved that as an example of like, like for trivia night, you know, what's van code? <laughs> how do you use it what's it for where did it come from great stuff but um at that same conference there uh one of the things we liked to do at those conferences was stay up all night hacking so we have little hackathons and uh at one of the hackathons since that conference was a pan uh cms conference uh wordpress was also present 
very small in comparison to the number of group of people there. But that evening, there was just this amazing group of people at the table hacking, including Matt Mullenweg and Dries and Moshe Weitzman and Angie Byron, uh, maybe James Walker and Boris Mann, where both of them might have been there as well, and me. And I was sitting next to Earl Miles, who, who nobody knew. He was completely anonymous. It was like Earl Miles was like the unknown quiet person at the table. But I had pegged views as being able to solve something that I wanted to do. And I actually wanted to present about it the next day. And I said, Earl, I don't, I, I get what it wants to do. I don't get how to do it. Would you walk me through this? And he gave me my first ever walkthrough about views and I, and, and, and helped me build the presentation. I built the presentation. I gave it the next day. Don't even remember what it was, but I've got this great picture that somebody took and sent of all of us sitting there. And Earl is just like, and I'm so intent listening to what Earl is saying. And he's talking my ear off about views and showing me how to use it. And, uh, that was just amazing because of course views then went on and you know really made Drupal uh, a great utility for all sorts of things. It was, it's, it's a now a core component, but it, it was it was really missing functionality at the time that Earl had spotted and had a solution for and worked really hard to implement before anybody even realized what it could do. Wow. Um... That's pretty amazing. The, the the Vancouver CMS Summit predated DrupalCons, and I forgot about that. Like Matt Mullenweg, like could you you know like sitting at a table hacking with Dries and Matt Mullenweg, you know the application. <laughs> you know I think WordPress powers thirty percent of the internet or more right now. Yeah, uh, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, and uh, to have Earl Miles, the table next to you, um, you know, all of these people have gone on to do uh, amazing things. Um, my, my final question, I, I, I always like uh, to ask people to pass the torch. Um, if you had to pick one person for me to interview next, who would it be? I would say Jeffrey McGuire, um, Jam. And the reason is that um, he's been just intimately involved in my own Drupal journey, uh, and, and, and vice versa. And I believe that the, the spirit of jam has made a profound, uh, impact in how people perceive the project and the community. Um, and he still to this day, uh, makes great contributions to open source and to the communication aspect of that. And there are lots of people who did great code stuff, but uh, if you want to talk to somebody who focused almost exclusively on the communications aspect, uh, then Jeffrey McGuire would be my choice for that. No better evangelist for, for Drupal than Jam. Uh, he you know, tirelessly traveled the world and participated in you know everything from local communities and meetups with the same passion that he brought to you know conferences with thousands of people. I had an opportunity to work with him briefly at Acquia, and he is a tour de force and a lot of fun. <laughs> um, so I'll definitely reach out to to, to Jeffrey. That's a, that's a really great recommendation. Um, Robert, I, I can't thank you enough for for taking the time to meet with me today. Uh, this was amazing. So many awesome stories, uh, insane stories. <laughs> I can't believe I haven't heard some of these. This was, this was a really fun interview and um, 
you know, I look forward to catching up more in the future. Uh, to our viewers, uh, we really appreciate you joining us as well. If you liked and enjoyed this talk, please remember to upvote, subscribe, and share it out. You can check out all our interviews in this series at tagone.com 20, as well as our past Tag One team talks on the latest technology topics at tagone.com talks. As always, we'd love your feedback, uh, any topic suggestions. You can write to us at talks at tagone.com. That's tag the number one.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.